Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Grab Lives podcast. I'm Trevor Steppen. I'm here with John Vargas. And today we have a guest um, who's a good friend of ours and a, a fellow firefighter at the Los Angeles City Fire Department. His name is Sean Baker. And speaking of the fire department, you know, our views um, are not the views of the Los Angeles Fire Department. So we just want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, today, we're really excited to have Sean here. Sean is a well-respected apparatus operator. Um, you know, uh, more specifically, he's a, he's a fighter. Okay, so Sean recently um, has been participating in the LAFD Boxing Club. He's starting to... Um, take over the program because it's given him a lot it's given him a lot as a father as a husband as someone who's who understands that you know sort of a pillar of mental health is discipline um so we're going to start the episode a little differently today uh recently john and i have had the privilege of networking with a few causes that have um resonated with us and so um these aren't sponsorships they're just uh tribes that we've had the privilege of meeting and we felt moved by what they're trying to do what they're trying to do for first responders facing ptsd and we just wanted to publicly endorse them so the first event that we have coming up is on veterans day and it's a catalina crossing and i found be open water that's at be open water on instagram and i was immediately moved just because if you've listened to this podcast you know that water is my medicine and i don't know shit about paddling but i do know i love to swim and i saw them doing some like waterman uh, skilled camps, you know, up in uh, Lake Tahoe, a lot of like free diving and paddling and just, just kind of working together camaraderie among veterans and first responders. And their big event is um, a Catalina crossing and they're going to finish up at the Huntington beach pier. And I challenge you to um, investigate it, man. If you're a paddler or if you want to show your support and just be there at the finish line, um, check out be open water. And um, next up, John's going to go over uh uh, a program that he's been um, made aware of and has a privilege to participate in. Yeah, so the um, organization called Bud's Odyssey Foundation, which is found on budsodysseyfoundation.com, this this facility, what they'll do, or this program will link you up with a facility if you have any issues with PTS, which is post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, along with that with any TBI, traumatic brain injury issues, or any post-concussion syndrome issues, you could link up to this website, contact them, and they treat veterans, first responders, firefighters, cops, with any of these issues. And if you log in with them, they will get you hooked up with these facilities that do something called neurofeedback and brain paint. So what they do is they'll they'll actually even hook you up and, and do brain mapping to see what's going on in your head. And it's not anything like, like a CT... CTI or like any type of MRI, um, you know, imaging, it's, they're actually looking at your brain activity to see if you have any issues, if you have any actual like, uh, you know, mood swings, anxiety, anger outbursts, you know, these things are, uh, they call it an invisible injury for a reason because they go under the surface for up to 10, 20 years. And then people will find themselves taking pills. They find themselves taking a lot more of the alcoholic, uh, syndrome issue and this foundation is brilliant. I mean, they, they just really, really help and they want to help first responders. Um, so that leads into the next, um, you know, company and agency that we're endorsing, which is called Treat California, which is Treat California is an agency that wants to sign a petition to endorse using psychedelics to treat firefighters. And 
when you hear psychedelics or you hear something like this, it seems very strange um, to what we do from the old paradigm, right? From just doing therapy. This is a little different. You know, this is um, the people, the doctors who are who have been doing these clinical trials through Treat California have been seeing massive exponential results from finding out, you know, that what's in the subconscious. And they use these medicines as a means to find out what that is. And then from there, they're able to use therapy to go into the root of the problem and really help people. So they want to help firefighters. They have the Long Beach Union of Firefighters on board with this. And they have multiple other agencies who are willing to use this treatment to help treat firefighters, first responders, veterans who have some serious, serious, deeply rooted trauma that can come to the surface and finally find some type of relief. Grab Lives looks into just you know, finding anything that could help. You know, there's not one answer to this this massive epidemic occurring, which is behavioral health. You know, we've had so many suicides and we're just tired of seeing it. So anything could help. If you are interested in this, they're looking to find or looking to have uh, 1 million signatures on this petition to endorse this treatment. Um, that They also do funding for doing even more studies on these medicines that are going to help support us. So go to treatcalifornia.org to do this. And we're going to start with our episode today. I'm going to introduce my man, Sean Baker, and he's got a lot to tell about the LAFD Boxing Club and the recent activities that had occurred this last weekend, um, along with our good friends, uh, Charlie Brown from Next Rung, who was supporting this event. Um, so go ahead, Sean. Yeah, good morning, boys. Uh, thank you for having me. I just want to say uh, I'm a big fan of your guys'. Um, you guys are doing awesome work here, so uh, keep it up. This weekend, um, we had a uh, basically a boxing match scheduled for. Uh, it's called Battle for Mental Health, and the main uh, recipient of the donations for first responders would be uh, Charlie at Next Run. Yeah, I've known Charlie uh, since like maybe 2014, 2015. He's been doing this for a while, right? Right. He's been at it for a while, but more so in the CrossFit realm. So um, that's how he initially started it. I want to say was doing uh, CrossFit. Okay. And then um, it kind of moved over to uh, other avenues of sports, right? But uh, the awareness is for first responders, police, fire, military personnel to get them the treatment and help they need if they're going through a crisis or yeah. anything. So, dude, it's easy forget. It's easy to forget that not all fire departments are created equal, right? Because right? I think, dude, I got a PPO, man, right. and it, it is harder nowadays to find a psychiatrist or psychologist right. that even takes insurance. But man, that would suck, dude. You hear about these departments, right? That you're, you, they're doing what we're doing, right? right? They may maybe not as quite as busy, right? But they're running calls, man. It's a hard job, right? And they don't have the benefits to walk into a clinic and get treatment, right? And so God bless programs like Next Run, dude. Yeah, shout out to Charlie and the boys over there. They're they're doing great things. So, um, a little bit about the uh, boxing event. I was I was the third year they did it, so I was excited to finally get matched and and uh looking forward to going into the ring and 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 boxing but um unfortunately the event didn't happen due to uh some unforeseen st- circumstances yeah. so some red tape some red tape yeah there's there's politics and everything right so uh firemen you, hate red tape dude red tape i hate it <laughs> yeah. right, so exactly dude we, we don't think it right. applies to us right we think we could go anywhere so the um 
we still had a fundraiser, so to speak, and we ended up raising uh, over $29,000 for his Hell organization. Yeah. So thank you guys. I know you guys helped support that. Um, a couple other sponsors of mine uh, helped me out. The Mark Men's Health Center in uh, Chino Hills. Uh, my barbershop actually helped out, too. Yeah. Uh, the Wealth Barbershop. I had uh, UFLAC was a big uh, proponent of that through the uh, a friend of ours, Villagiani. He they're they're trying, up. man. The they're union's trying. trying. Yeah, I love you know? the union for that. Uh, shout out to Quigley and UFLAC Local 112. The Health and Wellness Center yeah. was kind of the main uh, supporter of that. And then um, two others I had, uh, Martinez Tax Services, that kind of support me on a personal level. And then um, Buck Moon Ranch, just like this dude in SoCal has his ranch. He's just a cool dude, right? horses cows and stuff so those <laughs> are, it. yeah it's cool bro. it's just a cool dude yeah, cool dude so uh, shout out to them dude we're finding that in this community of uh veterans and first responders dealing with mental health it's a lot of cool dudes right you know what i'm saying like right. there's still a stigma in our department to finding a therapist but i was telling john the other day like once you make it uh over that hurdle once right. you're on the other side right. and you're a little bit more open you're a little bit more versatile right. you're a little bit more vulnerable right that community is is rad right you know what i'm saying we've we've had the privilege of just meeting some incredible people charlie brown reached out to me too the first week we created the podcast right. you know what i'm saying like just a nice guy welcomed right. us into this community because like what john's describing with um treat california it's just trying to help right mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to help and like dude i have a bit of a new age paradigm when it comes to this sort of thing because i've tried i've tried things dude and, right. and you know i'm also a student of the earth and i've never met anyone that's like dude i went to cancun for three days and drank margaritas nonstop, and i figured i figured my life out right you know what i mean that doesn't happen right. but there's there's people you know there's there's veterans heavy heavy trauma you know, special forces guys that go and do an ibogaine ceremony right. in mexico and they come back and they they understand they understand why they're they're losing their shit right you know on their family and why right. they why they feel so much pain right you know what i'm saying so we love that that you found this community similar to to us right you by following your passion right right so our passion was trying to help guys find practices because right. our job is only getting busier life is only getting more stressful and so your passion has been boxing yes and that's kind of what got you into this mental health right world. so i was it kind of started with my the, the my firstborn right oh so, cool how so old is she she's five now Hell but yeah. um my, my daughter was born and i was like kind of experiencing some anxiety a little bit of depression i'm like what the hell is this yeah and it's a new feeling right you don't know where it's coming from and I'm like man this is this is different so i was feeling anxiety for and after talking to therapists and stuff it was i was feeling anxiety for her safety okay yeah uh, very you know, normal. initially as as a as a single man you know i only worry about myself i, I always take care of myself well now you have this little oh, yeah. child oh right? yeah and you have to take care of this child you're in charge of everything about her life so for me i was kind of taken back by that so um you know that turned into a, a longer bout of some depression not not her being born but just kind of drawn out right COVID kind of brought into it a little yeah. bit too major um, major upheavals major you know what i'm saying upheaval. COVID alone was a major upheaval for everybody yeah lifestyle yeah. just how we interact as a as a society exactly. but dude you know i can relate right. as a new parent it's a 
it's a major upheaval. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing things come up about me, you know, right. that I haven't thought about in a long time. Right. This this little angel has a way of provoking right. these anxieties that we thought weren't even right. weren't even a thing, right? So so in my head with that, I'm like, all right, what when do I feel my best yeah. so I could be at best for them, my mm-hmm. wife, my kids? And that's when I'm boxing, right? So when I'm in training camp or I'm getting prepared for a fight, uh, I'm disciplined, right? I'm not eating no junk food. I'm not eating cakes, cookies, ice creams. I'm not drinking soda. I'm not drinking beers and alcohol. And my mental clarity is just like, there's no brain fog, right? Uh, my mind, body, soul connection. I'm really in tune with my body, right? I, I feel healthier, more rested. Now, the other side of that is the extreme side, right? I'm redlining my body now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm running three three four miles a day right i'm in the gym two three hours a day i'm i'm breaking down my body doing uh hitting the heavy bags hitting mitts right i'm sparring people when you get hit in the face it kind of has a way of making you feel alive right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it depends on how hard you get hit (laughs) right 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 depends who's who's doing the hitting and i've been hit pretty hard before but it kind of there's some sadistic side to it it's like oh yeah well you have a warrior spirit yes sir. you know what i'm saying so yes. It, yes it strikes uh it resonates with you right. like we were talking a little bit about some of our practices and mine up until six months ago was riding a motorcycle right. and dude when i'm on my bike when i have a helmet on and i'm not thinking about anything i'm in the zone right. dude i'm very happy and exactly. like similar to you getting hit in the face and like liking it right Dude, back in the day when someone would pass me or cut me off, dude, I'd smile and fucking downshift and bah, right, you know, right. like I loved it. Right. I loved it all. Right. So I dude, I have been hit in the face. And what's that Tyson quote, dude? It's like everyone's got a plan for life until you get punched in the yeah. face or something. And that applies to everything. Right. In life, for sure. Right? Exactly. Not just boxing. Exactly. And I think that's what's great about the sport where you can apply that blanket statement and put it in anything you do in life yeah and that's how i approach uh anything i do um whether it be uh, a ao being a father a husband right i I try to you have a plan and then you have to work off of that Mm -hmm. right so um just learning how to stay in the fight right learning how to reach out to your coach whether it be a therapist or mentor i think having a mentor for for people in our work is is a key to success right oh, yeah. sure somebody, dude that's huge somebody and i didn't used to think like that because i was like oh you know first generation fireman whatever i'm just gonna go in there and i'm gonna go kick ass well you have to have somebody that's been in those those spots been in those seats has the experience and the wherewithal to tell you hey this is what you should do right right or, right or kind of guide you this way yeah dude i think the mentor thing really uh so first you're learning from someone from their right. mistakes too, right? A lot of times those mentors, that true mentor is going to tell you, hey man, don't make the same mistakes 100%. I did. You know what I mean? Right. So that kind of passes the torch because now you're seen as a mentor, you know, being an apparatus operator. Right. That's a big deal, dude, in our department. Right. So for all the Huge. listeners, you do, if you don't understand what an apparatus operator is, it is a, a firefighter on steroids, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he drives the truck. Which is a you know, truck that has a hundred foot aerial ladder mm-hmm. on it. He has so much going on when he has to go to a fire, and he is the leader. He is the locker room leader, meaning he's usually spearheading things, events that are going on, agendas going on at the station, and he is seen and looked up to because he is teaching. He's also a you know 
going into these operations that are very, very intricate. He's thinking of ahead of the game all the time. And uh, it's it's a very interesting um, role, but you are a role model to a lot of younger members on the job and you are seen as a leader, you know, and as a mentor. So it, yes, the fact that you have a mentor who right. you go to, it shows a lot of leadership and you, you as a man in this department, brother. So thank you for that. Yes, sir. Thank yeah, you. It's a good practice. It humanizes you. Right. It, it makes, you know, I think, you know, the quality that you're describing is humility, right? right? Cause when Humble. you've been punched in the face, dude, it, it humbles you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember the first time I got punched in the face. So it's funny, dude, your family motivated you to, to get, get back in the ring. Right. You, you already knew that boxing was your thing. Right. So I was, um, I wasn't much of a fighter growing up, I, but you know, I always knew that, okay, I got to learn how to drive stick. I got to know how to throw a punch, right. you know? And I found myself hanging with my sister a bunch. We're in the same friend circle back in Austin, Texas. We were, you know, I was working at bars and we were always, we were always out at night and when people drink, dude, they fight, you know? Right. And so I found a buddy of mine and we started going to an MMA gym and just having, just having a foundation right. in fighting, dude, it, it applies to a lot of, a lot of stuff in mental health. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. You felt anxious about mm -hmm. your daughter, her mm -hmm. safety, and you did something about right. it. You know what I'm saying? If you... If you don't feel comfortable in your skin, go go Do get something. Go get punched, man. Go yeah. get, go spar. Right. If you want to see what you're made of, go hit a heavy bag. Right. You know, and that they say that people who study martial arts or who p people who fight, you know, appropriately, they're mm -hmm. less likely to fight. That's a great point. You know what I'm saying? Because you you know yourself in that arena, and that's a hundred percent true. Because in it's not like I walk around and I'm just like, I'm the shit. I'm going to fuck you up, right? Yeah, it's no, a, you it's keep a, that a secret. It's a control, <laughs> yeah. right? I have the wherewithal to just be like calm mm -hmm. and cool, collected. If somebody's acting out, I'm just like, chill, bro. Yeah. Like, you know? And that, as a martial arts, whatever your martial arts do, I would recommend anybody do it, especially for us, for first responders. You know, go learn jujitsu. Mm -hmm. It teaches you about being in put into hard places and in submissions right and takedowns and that can be kind of measured towards life right absolutely so how are you going to deal with being trying choked out right so, so i recommend jujitsu boxing muay thai karate whatever you do you learn something new and it teaches you control yes right yeah and so that's and flow and flow. i was gonna say that because i i rolled a little bit back at that mma right. gym and man, I was bigger than a lot of guys, but right. they knew how to flow. They right. knew how to take my energy, all of this shit that I was trying to overpower. They would just let me get get worn out, right. and they would take my energy and use it to submit exactly. me. Exactly. And so I think that that confidence, right. like you said, you know how to carry yourself. Right. So you're not projecting. You're right. not projecting this insecurity of I don't really know how to fight, so I'm going to be the loudest. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's that quiet confidence. Yes, sir. And, and that is a good thing to apply. And let's let's talk about how you apply that to being an AO. Yeah. So so I would say for the most part, um, I think generally the AO is seen as like a hard ass, right? The position, <laughs> big time. He, he's, a, he's a hard ass. He, he's a he's a hammer, right? Yeah. Or but what people don't understand is as an apparatus operator, we have so much in our mind that's going on because we're not, again, we're not just thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about the yeah, safety you got the of rookie. our crew. Yeah. We got the rookie and, and the station I'm assigned to right now, we, we have about three rookies 
on on a shift are you serious yeah it's, it's rookie heavy so a lot of training time in the morning goes towards them right? yeah but part of being an ao too is if you look at the good aos and the great aos you look at who they raised and who came up from under yeah them, right? and i've had the uh the blessing and opportunity to learn from from really good skilled aos and they put out more aos right it's like right. i don't want to see how you are i want to see your your protege your, your protege your product your product i like right? that dude because yeah. you know just like we say we want to leave the department better than we found it you yeah. know if i've got some someone under my wing like my son for instance dude yeah. I, I i dream of the moment that my son is taller than me mm -hmm. i just have this moment in my mind right. That like when I look at him, like he has surpassed me or right. something. It's going to be a very proud moment. Right, right. And and I like that. So you came from downtown. Yes, sir. That's where. And then before that, Watts. Watts. Okay, correct. so that's like your training. You you've been around good firemen. Good firemen, busy busy houses. Yeah. Um, and I think once I got this position, it's been a blessing for my my family too, because my wife was like at her wits end she's like you gotta leave tens you gotta leave i'm, like, <laughs> I'm trying to tell her like hey I, I can't leave yeah i have to promote out of here right it's just the right way of doing things right? yeah and so um I, I did eventually promote i got seven months in rank which is not a lot of time but um i've, I've been blessed with this this the career that i've kind of came into um it's a great district uh, in the Crenshaw Baldwin Hills district. So uh, a lot of community presence, if anything. Yeah, I know that about your station. It's, it's very good. community presence. We do, you know, Taste of Soul. They do um, a lot of Lamert Park, like Jazz Days. It's it's very uh, community heavy. And something that I'm not used to, um, there's a lot of politicians that live in our first end. Okay. We got, you know, from Section 8 housing to multi-million dollar homes. So oh, the Dons. The, the yeah. Dons. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> nice, dude. So nice. Bro. I love that neighborhood. It overlooks all of that LA. Great view, yeah. Great view. But it's pretty tight up there for your truck? It's not tight. No, oh, good, it's good. not. Because, you know, we're close to Griffith Park. Right. And that shit's a nightmare. Right. One it's of my a, favorite rappers is from Limerick Park. Let me guess. Dom Kennedy. Had a boy. Had <laughs> a boy. I love PM. Dom Kennedy, man. I love Dom. So, so uh, in my coming into this, it's kind of been a, a big blessing for me because um, I'm able to be myself, right? I'm able to be, uh, I would describe my leadership style as charismatic. Mm -hmm. which as opposed to the traditional styles more like stoic yes right? you're not going to get an attaboy you're not going to get a, a good job from the stoic leadership and it's mm -hmm. fine yeah. right there's different ways to be a leader but for me i think i'm i'm more of a charismatic guy like hey get my guys fired up let's freaking you know empower them right empower them to be better empower them to to really take passion yeah into their craft and the way that's how i teach too right i'm like hey i tell you this is i'm passionate about this this job is dangerous we can die on the fire grounds right but also to another side of the life aspect of it it's like hey man we're humans too right and so having that uh the vulnerability right mm -hmm. to be be make mistakes yeah. yeah, I think the biggest thing about our job is people are afraid to make mistakes. Oh, yeah, big time! Sure, dude. Because they don't want to get the um, ridicule yeah. or the, you know, department rumors or the shit talk, and it's like fuck that. Make <laughs> mistakes. Go yeah. out there, 
And so long as it's not like this gross negligence, safeties mm. things, right? Go out there, and that's how you learn. Yeah, that's the best teacher in life is is going out and making mistakes. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I think that a lot of things are happening for me in my life um, with the as far as my career goals, and then you know personal goals as well would be just the advancement of the department athletics and boxing program. Mm. Uh, how many members do we have in the club uh so officially i want to say i mean fighters fighters that like want to fight or have fought i would say like 10 okay which is was which isn't a lot right but there's people that want to and i know there's people that are going to dude even if you don't you know trade blows with someone it's such a good training regimen like you spoke on the discipline right boxers are up early man a lot of cardio a lot of abs you know like the footwork alone yeah and so that that is for me was like all right i'm the ao i gotta be in i gotta be the baddest motherfucker on the shift right (laughs) i gotta be in tip-top shape right so boxing right yeah go out i hate running right same but if you do something you hate, what does that make you better, right? So yeah. I'm like, I'm up early, I'm running. Um, during typically like working hours, when even I'm at work, I don't work out during the day because I got so much training I have to do. Or you know, we got a huge station. I don't know if you've been to that station. It's yeah, massive. massive. Yeah, so it's got some weird turns in it. Man. A lot of upkeep, <laughs> but um, just yesterday we had a high-ranking um city politician visit us okay kind of let you figure out who that was but that person may or may not live in that general area yeah so <laughs> that person came by and so it's like oh shit, let me do some down plate real quick and yeah get the truck ready um but a lot of the times i'm working out at like 9 30 10 at night right yeah that's rough that's rough i mean dude I, that was me for a long time right. i like that window nine and then i get to shower and you know hopefully go to bed but man somewhere in the last two years i just kind of ran out of steam mm-hmm. so i admire you man for keeping it Thank going you. obviously if you're training all day and then getting your workout in before right. night that's that's a that's a high level of discipline yes sir and i think when you're disciplined it it kind of takes you because discipline beats motivation right motivation is an emotion yeah i feel like it's it's uh it's kind of like on a graph right you might feel motivated one day and you might not but when you're disciplined constantly and consistently that's when you see the good results dude it's so healthy to have that balance right Right. you don't want to be so stoic that you stop feeling but you need to regulate your feelings that's something i learned way late in life you right. know because i was talented at sports and i kind of rode that high for a while right. but i didn't have the discipline right. and what i've realized is when you make that consistent commitment like for me right now with the baby like dude some days you know if i get in the pool it's not my best swim mm-hmm. but i still appreciate the opportunity to, right. to get out and get in the water and train and that's the thing is when you stick to it right. every day is not going to be the same but right. there's some muscle that gets flexed when you stick to it when you're not giving yourself the option because right. dude for therapy i mean i don't know if any of our listeners have the same feeling as me but when i have a therapist the the day that i go to therapy is not the day that i want to go to therapy you right. know what i'm saying like right. th- th- there's like times that like things come up and i'm like man if only i could talk to her then you know but right. Some days going into therapy, I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't feel like opening up. Right. Right. So I'm sure, you know, everyone knows this feeling of like, dude, I don't feel like working out. But that's the difference, right? Right. The people who do things 
that they don't want to do exactly are in a different level yes sir and when people are watching you man you know like they're you know that's the thing we even talked about there earlier like your actions right show more than anything like there's this famous chinese proverb 100 sayings is not worth 100 or one doing right so like you're the fact that you are self-disciplined you know and you have this body mind spirit mentality you know we're tactical athletes right that's what we're referred to as so why why don't we instill that same the same thing within our job you know eating right not not eating those cookies and those cakes yeah you brought up the loss of brain it's important man like you are you are in this mental state where you're clear concise centered balanced and at the same time physically being able to be at that point of engaging at three o'clock in the morning when you got that huge fire that's spitting out out of the windows and you got to do what you got to do if you got a big fat gut you're drinking beers on the off days not no offense but holy shit dude you <laughs> no, feel, take offense if you feel fucking bad that there's a reason why man you have bad habits you have no self-discipline okay these things play a role let's let's fast forward 10 20 years from now dude this is an appetite for destruction no wonder we have issues of mental health mm. no one's teaching this shit right because the old paradigm from these guys came who came from vietnam who were just going into the bottle and then they started you know going to work on this job which is already taxing and then already traumatic now you're adding poor food you're adding just poor habits dude so this new shift in this new generation, we're looking for leaders, right. you know, so leadership shows an action and it just, it's just very admirable to have you on here, my man. Cause it's, it's really cool to, to witness. It's a big deal, dude. Yeah, sure. you're, you're in a new league of leaders, I appreciate you know, and that's that, what man. it is. It's kind of a changing of the guards right now right. Um, because there's been like um, a, a demoralization. Mm-hmm. There's been sort of a, like a disbanding disbandment we've come apart right Mm -hmm. and i think we're all desperate for leadership you know um and there's so many different leadership styles it's kind of interesting it's like where you get placed and you've you know you've had a good upbringing so like this um this charismatic personality and i've seen it you know because when i introduced you i said we're really good friends we we don't know each other that well but when we see each other on incidents dude you're always positive you are charismatic you have that that you know quality about you that like this dude's he's got stuff going on man right. you know he's, he's keeping himself in shape he's keeping himself good at the job you know he's being a good dad all these things right and i think when you when you own your shit right. when you take on that role people are watching right like john said so from where you came from are you continuing that tradition or is this something you're improving upon so i started boxing uh when i was at first got to fire station 10 uh six years ago so i'm continuing it right i lo- i fell off a little bit but i'm back on nice right? i'm back on the wagon and you bring up a great point john um our job is we need to look at it from a professional athlete standpoint right mm-hmm. those guys they we need to treat ourselves on the same standard right another thing i want to talk about is just we gotta i think for us we need to stop glorifying it as like anybody can do the job which you can if you put your mind to it but i think we gotta tell the truth about the job yeah absolutely we gotta tell the truth our last guest man i asked her like were you sold a lot because she works for a hospital that has two nurses right you know and i think that we are um glamorizing yes you know what 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 it is we do yeah it's a blue collar job yeah It's, it's a 
body taxing job it's a it's a mental breaking yeah uh we we we're up all night right we're, our sleep regiments off or you uh, put in stressful seeing traumatic incidents right so um how can we battle that yeah and that's that's being in in professional athlete i'm not saying i'm a professional athlete but the way i train for for fights is i spar pros right i spar uh you know guys that are going to be professionals mm-hmm. and if you treat your body the same way you sleep right you eat right you 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 are pushing towards that that um standard yeah right? so um <clears throat> so something that you brought up was was a great point was um i'm continuing it on i i, I think i can't do it forever right because i started late but to keep the program alive i, I i'm not going to tell somebody to do something and i'm not willing to do it right? yeah the marathon hey, continues man. that's it dude tmc <laughs> so hey go in there and fight this guy well you have to be able to show that you you would do it too yeah right? lead from the front lead from the front so that's kind of how i i deal with with uh the ao aspect and for the boxing program too is um I'm going to get in there and work with you guys. I'm yeah. going to get in there and show you the game plan. I'm going to show you the blueprint and you take it and run with it. All right. That's my goal. Um, one of the departments that we kind of ride on their to- coattails is LAPD. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but LAPD, um, they get details for football practices. <laughs> they get. Uh, no, I did not know that. Yes. That's fucking this is going to crack your plate. This is going to crack your plate. If they get injured um, doing any department athletics, they're covered IOD. What? Uh, yeah. So I, my, my goal eventually is to, you know, and I've got to connect with the right people. But if we can get that parity as far as coverage, right? Yeah. Um, for the medical side of it then as them then i think that might increase our our recruitment too oh hell yeah it would yeah, dude, dude if you sure. if you knew you were going to enter into a pretty gnarly sport which right. is boxing and and you knew that you know the city had your back right and it's it's just good dude it's good like if you want your players to think of themselves as tactical athletes if you want your members dude, provide a gym you know the dude the better like the best stations have the best gyms right like yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's a crucial crucial on the list yeah and dude you know what's interesting is like because i've had a special diet for a while so like i can imagine sean's eating clean at work right mm-hmm. you don't get much shit because you're the right. ao but as a firefighter let's say downtown right you're eating clean if you're training for a fight that's cool we're right. cool with that if you're just doing it to that's, live better that's badass you, that's badass but you're gonna catch shit oh yeah. you know what i'm saying and right. that's that's the funny thing is we all respect goals you know but i've noticed that you brought up how important your gut is mm. when you're when you're physically training you know what i'm saying so there's just it's so funny how triggering someone eating clean mm. at the fire station can be right. right i think you know for me right guys that they'll always project you know they'll they'll tell me what what they would I guess feel like if they were gonna cheat on right. a meal or, or something, you know. So when you're when you're in it, when you're training, are people trying to are tr- people trying to mess with your your program, or are they no. just kind of like uh, you know keep doing it? No, that I actually get a lot of support. Um, awesome at all three stations I've been assigned to. That's been very supportive of it. But I think um, you know, there's a when there's an end 
date or a goal like in mind like hey, a fight right think about oh this guy's gonna because i do pig out after right you gotta reset <laughs> yeah, of course you gotta reset the central <laughs> nervous system get a couple cakes on board yeah, yeah, yeah. eat some pizza right kind of reward yourself but then don't let that linger for too long and then you're right, right back on it um but nobody really said anything about it yeah. i actually got like kudos on it like good job because to, to turn down those things it's like oh my god think about how many donuts we get in the yeah from a visitor no yeah or rookies or someone comes late right the tradition that we have for coming late all right go buy donuts and it's like fuck <laughs> stop buying donuts dude i'm tired of seeing them but i would do is some weird i fucking smell them yeah just so i could like my senses would I be like, like it. all right yeah i'm not gonna touch it but. dude i'd love to hear um you know like your story of origin like where you came from i know we talked about you came from the lbc right, right. like uh, growing up in north long beach dude that's, that's it's tough dude right so like you know when you talk about like, your roots you mm. know those roots really like you hear like 10 toes down right? right like that's like a really important factor in like your warrior spirit you know yes, and, like a lot of understanding where we are raised it, yes, it, it it you carry that you know into your life into how it's inspired you to do all the things to be where you're at now you know what i mean right. so yeah man i'd love to hear a little more about that too yeah so just a little about my upbringing um like you said i grew up in in 562 uh, north long beach and i kind of grew up with a mixture of people right i grew up around a lot of different cultures ethnicities and that kind of made me like well-rounded in a, in, a, in a sense where I could get along with everybody. Yeah, right? it's a and valuable skill. It's a very valuable skill, and it, you can use it very well in our line of work. Oh, Long Beach is so diverse. It's dude. the most <laughs> diverse city in California, I would say. Yeah. Right, besides maybe some cities in the Bay, but if you're from Long Beach, because LA is like it's kind of segregated, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. It is. you have your segregated areas, right? And Long Beach, you can't you can't run from that. Yeah, no. everybody's fucking mixed up, and so. One of the things that I used to remind me of my childhood is I have a picture of, of me and uh, six of my friends. Two of them are in prison. Two of them have passed away. One of them's overseas. And then one of them has a, a family. But I look at that picture and it's like, that picture reminds me of our choices we make in life. Fuck. Sure, How old are y'all in this picture? We're, we're 12 years old. That's some powerful shit, dude. Yeah, dude. I look at that picture and I say, Two of them are in prison, God bless yeah. them, and two of them have passed. They're no longer here, right? That could have been easily been me, right? If you mm -hmm. if you're doing like this roulette of a, of a game in the picture, that could be me. So that shifts my my paradigm, right? Mm -hmm. My my outlook on on life, and I just like you said, I stay I stay true, authentic. I'm I'm always myself. Um, I don't sugarcoat much with anybody, uh, and and I think that's the key to being uh, a success is always being true to yourself, man. Absolutely, yeah, dude. And dude. that's something we've preached from the beginning yeah. is unity, right. not because we're all the same, right. but unity because we respect Definitely. each other's differences, yes, right? Sir. So, um, yeah, I, I attribute a lot of that to my upbringing. My father was a big um, influence in my life. He was a law enforcement officer. But he kind of pushed me to go to the fireside yeah. just because uh, a lot of the stuff. So, Sean, you're too good looking. Man. No, man, he just, a lot of the stuff that he didn't do, he kind of wanted me to do. I feel like cool. It's kind of cool. He's a um, 
karate champion, right? Cool. So I started doing karate when I was young. But he's like, hey, go be a fireman. So, again, a lot of my influences are from, you know, my dad. But he worked a grip aside, what we would yeah. call overtime. Yeah. He worked a grip. So there'd be days where I wouldn't see him five, six days in a row. And then he'd come home. So where am I getting my influences from? from TV. My friends. Music. TV. Yeah. Music. But <clears throat> when I look at that picture with my boys, it's like, damn. The reality could be quickly be me right? yeah. i could quickly been the one in prison behind bars right just by my choices yeah or or i could have been in that same circle where i a series of fortunate events happen and yeah. I pass away right um so that helps me stay centered yeah man Absolutely. i mean I grew, I grew up like uh with shootings on my block mm-hmm. all the time dude so it was like it was a bit of fear growing mm-hmm. up with that and with that fear, it also was like, I could get the fuck out of here, yeah. you know? So for me, this job became almost, it was a gift to right. me and my family to, you know, surpass, you know, everything right. that they provided for. Cause my parents worked tooth and nail to right. put me through just a private school to get me out of the neighborhood, right. you know, cause it was a big deal for them, you know, and even to, you know, even graduate a, a community college was a big deal. Cause all my parents never even went to college. Yeah. So it was like, this opportunity to have this, uh, and I'm put on a pedestal to them, you know, to, that I was able to get out of that. Right. And it's, it is a big deal, you know, and now that you have it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we can complain about all the bullshit mm-hmm. that comes up, you know, all the, all the logistics, all the bureaucratic bullshit. But in the end, you know, I really fall back on that and, and where I grew up and where I'm able to escape for my own generation, I'm, I'm going to have, you know, in my future, I'm clearing things generationally mm-hmm. at a certain level to being able to shift that Amen. from not being able to be stuck because right. a lot of population, they're stuck in the same cycle, dude. And it's tough to watch when we work in these neighborhoods in South Los Angeles. In most parts of LA, man, you see the same shit. Mm-hmm. Their kids are going to get stuck in the same cycle, man. And it's like, it's it's really interesting to see it from like an anthropologic perspective. You know right. what I mean? It's like these people have it rough, man, and, right. and and we're serving the community in a certain way where we've, we're seeing that too. You know, it's like this a never-ending cycle that's really um, beautiful to change. If you've been able to change it, you know, it has a lot of empowerment. Like right. you've been teaching about it. empowerment is huge, dude. Yes, sir. You have to feel empowered to want to leap your lineage. Mm. Like your dad, you mentioned your dad wanted you to have it better. Right. You know, and I know John is, you know, he's making his parents proud by getting out of the neighborhood and having a great career. And that's what I want for my son, you know, mm. and you need that discipline, right? Yes. Otherwise, it's just too easy to make a copy or a clone. And, and that's true for our fire service. Right. A lot of guys are looking to just be a clone, right. you know, and like you said, man, you got to stay humble. You got to keep training. You got to leave from the front. I want to honor that that picture. That really moved me because mm-hmm. there's so much power in visuals. Mm-hmm. And what that described to me was almost like a humility practice. Because right. like knowing that your life could have worked out differently, right. what that does for me is it puts me in a place of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Understanding that you're not locked up. You're not dead. You know, and you, and you have this gift, which is today. Right. You know, and that's for me right now, dude, staying humble. That's what grounding is for me. When I go to nature, dude, it makes me feel small. Right. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like I get to zoom out. I'm a part of something bigger than me. Wow. 
Wow. So having having some, I just want to encourage our listeners have some kind of practice. There's another one that people do with um, a picture of themselves as the younger, wow. right? Like just a a picture of themselves as a child. And what they do is every time they look at that picture, you think, what is what did that dude need back then? Right. Can I give that to him because he's still inside of me? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just love that. We're talking about martial arts and fighting because I really feel like fighting exposes you. Yes. You know, because when I went into that MMA gym, dude, I thought I was tough shit. Oh. The first time I got punched in the face, dude, a lot of fear came to mind, like a lot of like panic. Right. And that's that control. Yes, sir. Keeping yourself calm when everything around you could be falling apart. Right. And that's that's what a grown man does, right? And that's what an adult does is they learn how to regulate. Right. That's, that's interesting that uh, you put that together because i i didn't realize that that's a humility practice right because um again this i'm still learning right we always learn we never stop but um that's a great way to look at it other practices that i do do is like meditation right? nice so i bought a sauna for my house that's unfortunate we can't do them at the station that right? fucking <laughs> crazy, we can't dude. do a sauna at the station because somebody dfo'd but um <laughs> sauna that's like my quiet time, right? I turn the sun on, all yeah. the lights off. I put on like a meditation practice or I just sit there in stillness. Right. And I'm quiet and I just ground myself. Like the heat is kind of beating me down too. Absolutely. So like you're putting your body through a stressor. And then it, it, the benefits, the health benefits of it is like, all right, I'm sweating out all these toxics, toxins, these carcinogens, you know, I'm sweating out yesterday's lunch. And, yeah, yeah. And you're just kind of like, it's a cleansing practice, right? So uh, another one that I do, that a practice for me that helps work in the biggest benefit I've seen is cold plunging, right? Uh, it's kind of a, a craze or a fad, if you would call it. I used to do it all the time doing playing football. But that's more for like muscular skeletal right. injuries, right? To prevent uh, injury. Yeah. Now it's been marketed as more of like um, a mental health yes. thing, right? Less about reducing inflammation and more about releasing right. dopamine. So you release that dopamine and it gives you that energy mm. rush, right? And I, I've noticed my my deep sleep and my my um, REM sleep has increased. I, I track it with my whoop watch. I'm all about numbers, right? So nice. look at this stuff. Whoop watch. There's there's aura, a ring. I think it's a ring, or even your Apple Watch. You could track your sleep if you have yeah. it. So um, those two alone, like I've seen the biggest benefits from as far as like waking up early yeah. and alert, and then pushing through throughout the day, yeah. where I kind of reduce my caffeine consumption. No, I, I used to drink like three monsters a day really right? yeah bro it was pretty bad <laughs> everyone's got their thing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah for sure. it's either nicotine and caffeine but yeah. I've, I've tried to cut down on those so i'm down to like one a day right good for yeah, you man down. that's so, hard to do bro dude in this world right now everyone feels like they need an edge yeah, you know? yeah. and like what's uh aaron was talking about all the dudes on testosterone oh, I know, dude. people don't even think about it they're just like dude i need to consume th something to make me you know more alert right. more energetic i need to achieve right you know dude sauna is one of my favorite practices right and i used to do it up way more especially when i was training you know for me trying to be a fireman because what we do is uh in the heat mm -hmm. and i used to recognize it as like mental push-ups because you push past this limit with yourself with heat and what I used to do is when I when I got my you know letter that I was going to get hired and prepping, I used to wear sweaters mm -hmm. and and deal with the claustrophobia. 
um, because that can come up when you're training in the drill tower of the academy. It comes up, dude. You start right. like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And, like, you start, start ripping this shit off, or you want to. Um, but when you're in the sauna doing that, you kind of you push past this limit with yourself. It's like a threshold. Right. And then I would have moments of like inspiration with myself, like, fuck, because your heart's kind of beating really fast and you have all these heat proteins passing through your body. I would have just like these serious motivational moments with myself, right? Because I would always tell myself, like, I, I had no one to motivate me. I had to motivate myself in mm. every single way. But the sauna was just like this different. It oh, hit yeah. in a certain way. And, you know, we, we always talk about, like, meditation, right? Like, meditation doesn't have to look like a Buddhist sitting down right. meditating. You know, it, you can see a meditation in anything, really. It's to quiet the mind. Yes. The, the, the bullshit that's passing through, it's a filter if you right. look at the mind in a certain way. And if you can get that filter to just come to a, a stop, whereas now it's cleansed out, now you can just be clear, concise, you know, that's how we're supposed to operate yes. with no mumble jumble all the fucking time, you know? Right. So sauna is a great meditational practice. You really want to instill that. It's, it's a, it's a fucking awesome thing to use in your, in your corner, especially, I mean, if you're a fighter, that's what fighters do all the right. time, right? They want to get in the mental space where they're clear, you know, it's right. real Adesanya. He's my favorite fighter, dude. I love that guy. <laughs> I love that fucking I love guy, him. dude. No, he's he, always talking about that shit too so that's unfortunate he lost that last match. Oh, i know man sean strickland's a he's a gangster if you look at how he fights he, he just likes to bang and I, what i mean by that is just he just throws blows right but i watched i become a fan of sean um i think he's from corona he's corona yeah, he's from yeah. corona he's from corona but he, he's just kind of a rough and tough edgy guy right and he just fights fire with fire that was a right? boxing match that was a box match yeah and, and he out punched izzy who also is one of my favorite fighters um but hopefully he comes back right but yeah i just think um like you said just to touch on it there's so much stigma around when you say meditate right you say um i'm gonna do this therapy or uh, yeah. stigma in as men for right? sure there's stigma for the fire department right because we're not supposed to talk about anything we're not supposed to be in tune with ourselves right and there's stigma and even an ethnical group for me absolutely right as a african-american male we definitely don't do that we never talked about stuff so i think i'm getting hit with like three or four different things of not to but that's more the reason why i should Judgment, judgment is is the number one thing that we we see when there's a, a change right. right there's two things firefighters don't like changing the way things are right but when you're doing uh if you're in acting uh, a paradigm shift and your culture and your ethnicity and what you who you are and you're saying you're saying no to the things that don't resonate with you or the right. things that don't work Right. that's what we're doing as, right. a, as a collective we're we're standing up and that's true leadership is standing up with, with things that don't work anymore and being a good example for things that do work right and you know that's one of the hardest things to do because if you're a renegade you know you're seen as this person who's almost stepping into defiance you know mm-hmm. we we see ourselves as stepping into a defiance that's harmonious and mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that doesn't work anymore fuck that shit man we're not i'm not gonna go home and drink because i'm tired and because i'm just fed up it doesn't work for me anymore you know i'd rather be sober by not drinking and Mm -hmm. being clear and now i can deal with shit consciously right and have a more conscious intent how i enact myself 
Right. And I, I'm more calm, more in a centered place. And I'm able to teach that to other people and be an example. But, you know, that harmonic defiance, I mean, you're just seen as an outsider sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a weird place to be in. Um, but if you just stick your ground and you just stick to who you are, your authenticity, actually, people will fear that. Right. And that's more where the judgment comes from is usually when you judge something, you fear it mm. because you don't understand it. And mm. it takes a lot. It takes guts to be in that role. It, it's a big deal for, you know, this that's coming forward with this huge, uh, you know, paradigm shift with behavioral health because, well, it took a lot of people to fucking kill themselves to be where we're right. at right now. That's why we have this podcast, right. you know, and then at some point, you know, why do we have to get to here, get to this spot where guys are killing themselves? You know what I mean? It's really sad, but now uh, I think there's just a lot of change uh, that's occurring right now across the board with, you know, our department and and just firefighters in general, man. Right. But um, thank you so much, dude, for all that you do, brother. Well, thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Yeah, man. Are we closing up? Yeah, uh, I think this is a two-part episode, guys. So um, we're going to get back here with Sean, and we're going to uh, continue with some further um, information on Sean and what all the work he's been doing. So, Yeah, all right. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on, brother. I I was so excited to book you as a guest. Like, dude, I just, I thought of Bo. I thought of like the power we have to change, to to make positive changes in the department. Obviously, you're a role model. You're in a position that comes with admiration. So you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to lead from the front. So I just want to honor you for being you, understanding that dude, you don't always have to make the number one focus your mental health, right? right? Like I was telling you before the interview, my number one focus right now is being a good dad. And what comes as a byproduct is a guy who's more patient, more emotionally resilient, harder working, all of that good stuff that's going to help me in my mental health. Just like you focused on being a fighter, being an AO, being a husband, being a father, and your mental health has followed. Mm -hmm. So thank you for inspiring us. Our goal is to promote unity and also remind the members of our department that there are people like you out there that are showing us a good example of how to boost morale and how to remain professional and remain just a good person on earth. Thank you guys. Yeah, brother. You guys are awesome. Thanks for 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 coming, dude. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Um, like I said, it's a two-part episode, so thank you for listening. Um, you know, if uh, you guys want to listen in on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please give us a listen and give us some ratings. Thank you very much. Bye.